welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Wednesday, January the 17th, 2024. On this edition of The Politocrat, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley pandering to racism, stupidity, and power. Plus, a look at Origin, a film directed by Ava DuVernay, a new and important and profoundly powerful film that you must see this weekend. I'll be talking about that as well on this brand new edition of The Politocrat. Coming up next. Another grim record set in the U.S. last year. 2023 was the deadliest year yet for killings by police across the nation. That's according to a new report from a group called Mapping Police Violence. Police killed more than 1,300 people in the U.S. last year. There were only 14 days without a police killing in 2023. The report found that law enforcement officers killed someone every seven hours. There was an increase in the number of police officers shot in the country last year, although the number of officers killed in the line of duty declined. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Over 1,300 people killed by police in 2023. You just heard that. Mapping Police Violence is the organization. I believe it's mappingpoliceviolence.org. You need to go to their website. All of this talk about, oh, it's such a dangerous job. And if you look at the jobs in this country, policing is not even amongst the top 20 most dangerous jobs. That is not to excuse any violence against police. That is not to excuse any kind of thing like that. The model of policing in the United States is not working. It never has worked. The model of policing is based on and continues to be based on the enslavement of black people. That's where this all came out of. Enslavement enslavement patrols. So no one at this point in their lifetime listening to me right now. And thank you, dear listener, for being here on this edition of the Politocrat Daily Podcast. Yours truly, Omar Moore here. Should be surprised at this point in their lives that it is black people who are being killed disproportionately and that you have all these killings at all of anybody. 1,300 plus people killed by police in the United States in 2023. That should absolutely make your blood run cold. No matter who you are. We have to sit back and ask ourselves, what the heck are the police really for? And I know that's a rhetorical question from yours truly. But what are they for? Because they're certainly for killing black people. That's what they're definitely for. What else are they for? And yet you hear politicians, including the president, talking about we need more funding for police. You see the mayor of this city add more police funding. Why? Why do you need more budgets for police? It's about the efficiency of policing and it's about how you are policing that needs to change. Those things need to change. Throwing more money and more money and more money without 
allocating it properly and having an actual strategy to not kill black people, to not kill brown people, might be something you might want to do. Stop using the police as a white man's army or a white woman's army. Because that's what the police have been and continue to be here in the United States of America. And there are white people who weaponize the police against black people because they know, they know that there's not going to be any consequences. And they also know that the police are more likely to kill black people. It's murder by proxy. You've heard of suicide by cop. Well, you can say murder by white person because that's what the cops do. Some white person calls the police and then the police end up killing the black person who is, by the way, in most cases, minding their own business. Black people call the police and then the police end up killing a member of their own family. What are the police for? I want you to answer that question somewhere, somehow, some way. What do you think the police are for? I know someone will say protecting property, but whose property? Whose property would they be protecting? It wouldn't be yours if you're black. It wouldn't be mine. It's obviously white people's property, white men's property especially. What are the police for? In the United States. I wanted to start off with that dear listener on this episode. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday, January the 17th, 2024 or whenever you happen to be listening to this particular episode of the Politocrat Daily Podcast. Great to have you aboard as ever. Got to get to a number of things on this episode as you heard in the opening I'll be talking about Ron DeSantis and I will be talking more extensively about Nikki Haley. And the two of these politicians, these Republicans, wretched as they are, pandering to hatred, to racism and to power. All in the service of power. That's what all this is. They are willing to look stupid. They are willing to look desperate. They are willing to lie their asses off. All in the service of achieving power. All in that service of achieving power. That's why they do this. That's why they make asses of themselves. And that's why they look and sound so ridiculous. And when I come back, you'll hear some audio from Joy Reid of MSNBC. Yes, I'm actually going to play some audio from a corporate news network. Cable news network. Not CNN, but MSNBC, as I just said. You'll have to listen to this from Joy Reid. This is coming up right after the break. This is the Politocrat Daily Podcast with yours truly, Omar Moyer. Thank you so much for joining. I'll be right back. I think we must remark upon the absolute tragedy of Ron DeSantis as a human being and as a politician. And I say this as somebody who spent 14 years in the great state of Florida. This man torched 
the state of Florida's education system by turning it into a, a grand apologist for slavery. He passed a six-week abortion ban that he signed at midnight so that no one could see him do it to match Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, in essentially condemning uh, rape victims and incest victims to give birth at 10 years old, if that's what it takes in order to get evangelicals to like him. All the things he did, he completely... Um, took the, 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 the Republican Tallahassee entire Senate and House delegations, put them in his service. They had to essentially work for him, and they passed everything he asked them for, for one reason only, because he was going to win Iowa. Yeah. He put it all on Iowa. Mm -hmm. His whole ground game is Iowa. His whole strategy is Iowa. And he destroyed his political career in his home state, neglected his home state during two hurricanes, wore weird high boots and then humiliated himself when he finally ran home to pretend that he was going to help his state and neglected it. The highest insurance rates, it's impossible to get insurance in the state. Uh, workers are leaving, his uh, Latino workers, Hispanic workers are leaving because of draconian immigration law that his uh, Republicans passed for him. It's hurting the agriculture industry, the construction industry. He's ruined the state, made it an anathema for business. He sued Disney, put himself at war with Mickey Mouse and lost and got humiliated by them. What has he not done that was stupid politically? All for one purpose. He did the ad where he said God created a fighter to get evangelicals to love him. And he's going to finish maybe in the 15s, maybe in the 20s in Iowa. And he's finished as a politician in Florida as a result. And that was well said by Joy Reid of MSNBC. She spoke on Monday night during their coverage of the Iowa caucus results on the Republican side. As you know, the piece of garbage won by a landslide. In second place, it turned out to be Ron DeSantis, who at the time was trailing in third place at the time that the comments you just heard were made by Joy Reid on Monday night. And it turned out that Nikki Haley, who I'll also be talking about coming up a bit later on, finished in third in Iowa. Now, look, these caucuses aren't of much substance. They're really showpieces, if you would, if you ask me. And they're not going to be consequential, ultimately, to the nomination on the Republican side. And they're not going to be really consequential in the grand scheme of things when the general election takes place this coming November. But that's not the point of why I'm talking about them. And when I'm talking about Ron DeSantis first, Ron DeSantis is an absolute fail. He's a fail. And it doesn't matter that he went to Harvard because going to Harvard does not make you a smart person. It does not mean that you are an intelligent person. Ron DeSantis is not a smart person at all. And I do not think that there's anything about him that makes him intelligent. Going to Harvard does not mean that you are an intelligent human being. It means that you have the academic credentials to get in or you got in because your father was there. Legacy, 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 whatever and however. And usually for white men on a great number of instances, that is how they get into these Ivy League schools. Now look, Ron DeSantis has proven to be stupid because as you just heard Joy Reid say, Someone who would jeopardize their own political career would wreck their already failing Florida governorship. All for the sake of putting all their eggs on the basket that was Iowa. <laughs> it's got to be some kind of stupid. 
has got to be some kind of stupid. And Ron DeSantis has shown you that. And this person is not just stupid, he's calculating, which doesn't make him smart, it makes him dangerous. It goes to what James Baldwin once said, and I am paraphrasing the great legendary and late James Arthur Baldwin. Ignorance aligned with power is the most dangerous opponent someone could ever have. Now that's a paraphrase from James Baldwin. And that is who Ron DeSantis is. He's ignorance aligned with power. He happens to have power. Why? Because you, voters in Florida, gave it to him. Because you, some black voters, didn't show up in the requisite numbers to defeat him. Because you, some of you, brown folk, did not vote for the Democrat at the time, Andrew Gillum. Some of you voted for Ron DeSantis. Why would you do that? Well, there's a whole separate episode that I can do as to my thoughts on that. But I won't bore you there, dear listener. Ron DeSantis has banned books, has signed into law the laws that you heard Joy Reid talk about, banning uh, people from having abortions after six weeks. And also, this is someone who has a law called Don't Say Gay. I mean, if there were ever a poster child for fear and hatred and racism and homophobia and ignorance and misogyny, it would be Ron DeSantis. You'd see his name there. Under every definition in a dictionary of those words I've just mentioned, Ron DeSantis' photo would appear. I've never seen someone, well, there are a few others, but someone pandering as much as Ron DeSantis does as a governor, as a present governor, because the person I'm going to talk about in a few minutes' time is now a former governor, but a present governor in the United States pandering as much as this one does to all the racists and all the misogynists and all the people with extremely low self-esteem and the people who are just ignorant and stupid. And these are white people he's pandering to, folks. That gives you just an idea of how craven he is for power. That's what this is all done in service of, dear listener, power. Anyone who is willing to look this stupid is gambling on winning their election so that they can have power. Power to be even more stupid and dangerous than they already are. That is Ron DeSantis in a nutshell, dear listener. And he is one heck of a pathetic human being. A fascist, a wannabe dictator, and someone who wishes that he had an ounce of smarts. His campaign is a fail. He'll probably drop out within the next month. By the time we get to the end of next month, he will have gone. All the stuff you're hearing in the background about how people in his campaign 
are really disagreeing with some of the stuff he's doing. I mean, you hear these stories from any campaign, but Ron DeSantis is a fail. And he may as well go home, tuck his tail between his legs, and stay there. He is pathetic. And he is dangerous. And I really do hope that as Florida becomes ever more black and brown, that those voters get an idea and vote him and his ilk the hell out of office, not just in Florida, but everywhere. When his term as governor ends, it is your job to end his political career. Welcome back. I want you to listen to these clips now. They feature Nikki Haley, who is currently running for president of the United States, the Republican, who is the former governor of South Carolina. Listen to these audio clips. America is not a racist country. Eagle immigrants are more patriotic than the leftists these days. They knew they worked to come into America and they love America. They want the laws followed in America. So the only person that we need to make sure we deport is Warnock. I think there's a few issues here. You know, he's announced his, um, you know, that he's running again in 2024. And I think that we can all be very clear and, and say, with a matter of fact, that if you vote for Joe Biden, you really are counting on a President Harris because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not... Um, is not something that I think is likely. It's why I've continued to say we need to have mental competency tests up until the state, you know, starting at 75, just to make sure that these people deciding our national security, deciding our economic policy, deciding what happens to our kids in schools, it matters. And I, you know, I think, so I think you look at that. Are you a racist party? Are you involved in a racist party? No. We're, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make sure that today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. I know I faced racism when I was growing up, but I can tell you today is a lot better than it was then. Our goal is to lift up everybody, not go and divide people on race or gender or party or anything else. We've had enough of that in America. That's why I'm so passionate about doing this. I don't want my kids growing up where they're sitting there thinking that they're disadvantaged because of a color or a gender. I want them to know that if they work hard, they can do and be anything they want to be in America. All of that garbage you just heard was Nikki Haley. Every last syllable. And this is mostly all said in 2023, those clips. The first one where she talks about deporting Warnock or the second one. Um, where she talks about deporting Warnock, that was in 2022. And the rest of them, I believe, all were in 2023, except for the last one, which was just a couple of days ago on Fox News. Where else would this kind of garbage be? But Fox News, right? So-called news. And Nikki Haley has had a long habit of doing this. And it's not an accident. By the way, there's one other thing that 
I didn't tell you about. I'll, li- I'll read this to you right now. This is what Nikki Haley said in December of 2023. She was being questioned at a town hall. Question. What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Nikki Haley. Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. <laughs> I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Question. I'm not running for president. I wanted to hear your view on the cause of the Civil War. Haley. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberty, so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. Question. Thank you. In the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you'd answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. Haley, what do you want me to say about slavery? Question. You've answered my question. Thank you. Haley, next question. And that's the kind of garbage you get from an ass-kissing, self-serving demagogue named Nikki Haley. Someone who denies that racism exists even though She said that she had an experience with racism when she was younger. Someone who claims that the United States is not a racist country when everyone listening to me right now, you, dear listener, know damn well that that is not the case. We all know that America, the United States specifically, is a racist country. That is very obvious. Look at the redlining, look at the disparities in health outcomes, look at the discrimination, look at the hundred years of Jim Crow, look at the enslavement we've had in this country of black people, look at the continuing oppression of black people, look at the fact that police officers kill black people with impunity and do so more often proportionately than any other group. Look at all the racist attacks against black people. Don't tell me this is not a racist country. Look at the attacks against Asians. Don't tell me it's not a racist country. Don't tell me that. And Nikki Haley is a brown person. She is a brown woman. She is an Indian American. And I'm talking about far east, as in that kind of Indian. Asian, that kind of Indian perhaps Southeast Asian. And some of that invites a whole problematic situation all of its own because there are some people from Southeast Asia who are extremely racist. And they don't have white skin. Nikki Haley is the worst. And I'm not even talking about the piece of garbage. We know he is the ultimate worst. But Nikki Haley is even worse than Ron DeSantis. She is a brown woman desperately wanting to be white. She will say or do anything to curry favor with these racist white lunatics. I mean, you heard what I just read out in that town hall transcript. 
She's just saying anything a la carte. Oh, freedom of speech. Oh, freedom of religion. Oh, we need capitalism. Oh, we... it's like she rehearsed this off a laundry list. She clearly rehearsed this. As if those white voters are going to give a rat's damn about you, Nikki Haley. They don't care about you. They see you as a you-know-what N. And they see you as a piece of garbage. And they see you as a B-word. That's what they see you as. Especially these white male voters. Some of the white female voters as well. That's how they see you. Why, oh why, are people like you and the now former presidential candidate for the Republicans, Vivek Ramaswamy, appealing to this whiteness, to this racism? Why are you appealing to anti-black racism? Well, you want power the same way that Ron DeSantis does. So you're going to pander and you're going to lie and you're going to look stupid and you're going to look ill-informed and you're going to look downright ignorant in order to hope that people who are also ignorant and profoundly racist are going to somehow gravitate toward you. And they won't. They ain't going to do that. So why be the buffoon in the room? Why be the brown buffoon in the room? Why embarrass yourself? Well, I've answered this already. It's like Ron DeSantis being a jackass himself. He wants power. She wants power. So if her shortcut to power is, let me just say everything that these racist white voters believe in, then she's going to traffic in that if she thinks that's going to get her votes. But you know what? That will not be enough. Because these racist white voters, they like it white. Even if it is stupid, even if it is illogical, even if it is nonsensical and dumb, these racist white voters like it white. And Nikki Haley whether she likes it or knows it or not, is not white. Breaking news, everyone. Breaking news, dear listener. Nikki Haley is a brown woman. Nikki Haley, her real name is Nimrata. to show such profound ignorance and to exhibit your own racism, calling for a present U.S. senator. Because that's what he was at the time that she said those words in that audio that I played earlier about Raphael Warnock, Senator Raphael Warnock of Georgia, to say deport him. He is from the United States. He ain't getting deported I think your family is closer to being deported than anyone because your family wasn't born here. They were born in India. And your father in the country that you declare is not a racist country struggled to find work at any predominantly white educational institution in this country. So much so that he ended up working at an HBCU. He ended up being employed there. He was hired by an HBCU, Historically Black College and University. 
That's where your father worked, Nimrata. How stupid are you? That you would erase the realities of what your father did and what he went through in order to get votes. And you still finish third behind Ron DeSantis in Iowa and the caucuses. How stupid are you? And by the way, Nimrata, when you were governor of South Carolina, you had to be forced to take down that Confederate flag. You didn't do it out of the kindness of your own heart. You didn't. If it wasn't for black activists, day after day, week after week, month after month, holding rallies and demonstrations and Bree Newsom Bass climbing up a flagpole to remove the Confederate flag, if it wasn't for all those things, you, Nimrata, would have done nothing. You would have stayed silent. Do not bring your revisionist bullcrap anywhere near my ears or anyone else's. Because you see, you've been found out. And you are as pathetic as Ron DeSantis. I'd say worse than him. I really would. You are trying to erase your own identity as a brown woman in this country in order to get elected to an office that you would be a disaster in. Nikki Haley is not very bright. And to think that Don Lemon was foolish enough and misogynistic and sexist enough to fall into the trap of talking about, well, Nikki Haley's age, da, 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 da. And Don, you should never allow yourself to get conned like that. Don Lemon, of course, ended up being sacked from CNN because he had some words to say. Really poorly phrased and pathetic words to say. Sexist words to say about Nikki Haley. It wasn't even poorly phrased. It was, he shouldn't have said these things because they were sexist and stupid and ageist. And as a result, He's still out looking for a job. I'm sure he'll land on his feet. Good luck, Don. Nikki Haley is not that smart either. She is just barely smart enough to know that in a racist, anti-black country like this one, all you have to do is genuflect to whiteness, genuflect to racist white voters, and genuflect to all the things that conservatives have said for 50, 60 years. And maybe, just maybe, you might just be on track to be elected to an office. But what you're really running for right now is vice president, you and Ron DeSantis. And by the way, you, Ron DeSantis, and the indicted piece of garbage are all going to fail. Welcome back. Nikki Haley is, in my view, a racist. 
And you can be a brown person and be racist. You can be that kind of person. You clearly can. South Carolina is a racist ass, backwards ass state. It's almost 70% white. And it has consistently voted Republican for decades. And furthermore, it was the first state, if not one of the first states, to pass anti-critical race theory laws. Laws attacking the notion of critical race theory. South Carolina, not Florida, not Texas, South friggin' Carolina. And Nikki Haley, if you really want to act a fool and pretend that this is not a racist country, why don't you take a look at the two things that happened in your state while you were governor of it? In South Carolina. Walter Scott was shot and killed by police in your state. Walter Scott, a black man, was shot and killed. Shot in the back at least three times. By a white cop in North Charleston, South Carolina. That's in your freaking state, Nikki Nimrata Haley. Oh, and did you not remember that Dylan Roof, that piece of garbage, murdered nine black people at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, while you were the freaking governor? Did you, did that just kind of slip your mind? That's what those protests were about, to remove that flag. That particular massacre, that execution of nine black people, that mass lynching of nine black people by a racist, white, pathetic male. That was the impetus for these protests against that Confederate flag. And by the way, those protests had been going on for a lot longer than before, before these two killings. Nimrata, you have some work to do on yourself and on American history. You don't realize that the reason why the Civil War was fought at all was because of enslavement? You don't understand that? Surely, surely, you know better than that. You know better than that, really. You don't realize that enslavement was what the Civil War was fought over? You need to study your history. Study the United States and study the history of the country. You look woefully ignorant and stupid to even have a town hall where you're not mentioning the word slavery. And I know you did it deliberately because, again, you want to curry favor with ignorant, racist-ass white voters. Somewhere along the line, you lose integrity. You lose credibility. And last, but definitely not least, you lose leadership.
I just think that Nikki Haley is an absolute example of the worst kind of person who, having got to some semblance of power, learns how to completely erase herself and anyone who is powerless or anyone who is black or brown in the process, erasing black people in order to get power, more power. And that's what everyone in these positions does. Not every single person. You've got some black people who do it. You've got a lot of white people who do it. And you've got some brown people who do it. I'm going to forget where I've come from. I'm going to forget that I'm a brown or black person. And I'm going to do the bidding of the white power elite. In order to get a little bit of the crumbs of power. That puts me above the people that I so desperately want to get away from, Clarence Thomas. The people that I so desperately want to get away from, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, Mr. This is not a racist country himself. That's what this is about. This is about institutionalized anti-blackness. This is about institutionalized racism. This is about institutional anti-black racism. And this is definitely about institutional whiteness. And the need for some black and brown politicians, especially if they are Republicans, to genuflect to it in order to gain a little bit of power for themselves. Power, which quite frankly can be yanked away from them at any turn. George Santos. I really would advise Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, and anyone else, including George Santos, to actually read a book, one that they have not written preferably or ghost written, and actually get some knowledge in your thick skull and begin to speak some truth And actually grow a pair and get some credibility because you have long lost it. Each and every one of you. And Clarence Thomas, you are too far gone. Dear listener, welcome back. And before I go, I'm going to talk about a film called Origin. I've talked about it a lot lately. I have done a podcast recently on the Popcorn Reel podcast episode of that to talk about Origin and nine other films that were on my list of the 10 best films of 2023. Yes, Origin is on that list, but Origin is actually making its theatrical release debut officially this coming Friday, January the 19th, 2024. In fact, it'll actually be in theaters tomorrow, Thursday the 18th. But the bottom line, dear listener, is that you must see Ava DuVernay's must-see film, her brand new film, Origin, which is a one heck of a film. It's a powerful, profound, and important film. And I urge you to see it. It is a fantastic film. Please see it this weekend, opening weekend. Do not wait. I've already given away tickets, by the way, to uh, some people on this. I've given away some tickets in Oregon to someone. Um, free of charge. Free of charge. No, no strings attached at all. And I really am happy to do that. I was also giving away tickets to people in Los Angeles and in New York. And um, look, you are more than welcome to join that if you are in L.A. or New York or if you are in some other part of the country here in the United States only. 
and you are interested in seeing Origin this weekend, this weekend, please, 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 please get in touch with yours truly. Get in touch with the podcast, politocratpod at gmail.com. That's politocrat, P-O-L-I-T-I-C-R-A-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Email me your city, email me your movie theater, and I will have two tickets for you there. And it's the first person to respond to what I've just said. It's not going to be tons and tons of people, but it's going to be the first email that comes in to politocratpod at gmail.com. This weekend, it's got to be this weekend, this Saturday preferably, but this weekend, okay, and it has to be one of the shows this weekend, and it has to be at a US-based movie theater, somewhere inside the United States, not in Canada, not in the UK, but inside the United States. And it's got to be this opening weekend. Two tickets, free of charge. Just email the email address, politocratpod at gmail.com with your name, with your city that you're in in the United States and your local movie theater where Origin is showing. And I will get two tickets for you and I will email those to you. E-tickets, obviously. I will email those to you. But it's only one pair that I'm giving away. And the first response, if you just respond, email me, say that you want the tickets, email that email address. I'll look at, I'll get the email. It'll get sent to me. And I will get back to you. If you're the first person to respond, you get the tickets. Two tickets for this weekend showing, a Saturday preferably, this weekend showing of origin. And it is going to be at your local movie theater somewhere. So tell me what the theater is near you and I will have the tickets to you in a very, very short while, I promise. One pair only are being given away via this particular podcast by yours truly. No strings attached. I'll be talking more about Origin. It's a very important film. I'll talk about it some more coming up over the next day or so as we get ready for the release of Origin here in the U.S. and beyond, quite frankly, but here in the U.S., where a lot of press is being done for the movie. It's a really important film. It's a film that really can change the way that you think and behave. I think it's that important a movie that you must watch it this weekend. Please do support Origin. It's got some fantastic performances in it. Anjanou Ellis Taylor is absolutely magnificent in this one. And I'll have a lot more to say about what she does as well in a few days' time. In fact, in a few hours' time, I'll do a recording for the new episode of the Popcorn Reel podcast that's coming up in the next day or two that should be released. So please, please, please get advanced tickets right now for this weekend's showings of Origin and spread the word about the film. You can find me, of course, on those social media platforms that I sometimes talk about. X, for example, at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. Of course, I'm on numerous other podcasting uh, platforms in addition to being on social media. And on those podcasting platforms, there'll be Apple and Amazon and Audible and Odyssey and Google and Spotify and Pandora. And I could go on but I won't. Please subscribe to the podcast, wherever you pick it up from. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel for this podcast. 
youtube.com forward slash at sign politocrat P-O-D. And as I told you earlier, the email address for this podcast, politocrat P-O-D at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.